from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shop to present College Hockey West Live for April 24th, 2022, as we talk realignment, tournament settings, and the growth of college hockey. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, the Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, and four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or our new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans as it may be. This indeed is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you today in Centennial, Colorado. A cool, windy, dreary kind of day in April in Colorado. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, will be joining me uh, shortly from uh, about 10 feet below sea level on Long Island, New York. We've got an exciting show for you tonight. It's just the two of us. But, boy, do we have topics. We've got a three-headed monster we're going to dig into. Is it really exciting? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, it's exciting. It's a three-headed monster, folks. And that is my co-host, Paul Hornsey. Paul, how are you? We're doing okay. Um, Last day of vacation. I don't know how this is going to work. but uh, Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. last day of vacation? uh, It was just a weekend, right? Uh, No. What? You've been on vacation and holding out on me? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I had all this work for you to do, and, and you were That's on vacation? Oh, my goodness. Okay, whatever. Spring break, I'm guessing. Yeah. You remember, the calendar's a little different here in the uh, Northeast. Yeah, well, because it's still winter. Oh, God, it's still winter. Oh, my Lord. I am so done. Paul, it could be worse. You could no. be you could be in central North Dakota right now where they're getting another April no, blizzard. No, yes, they are. No yes, way. they are. Minot to Williston to the Montana. Uh yeah. 
And then and then you go to Grand Forks and Fargo, they're getting flooding and tornadoes and all that good stuff. Oh my goodness, who could imagine? God. It is no, great. No, I can't. That's the whole thing. It, it is great to have our uh, executive producer back. I know she's not feeling yeah. the best yet, but um, it was a rough go uh, uh, early in the week, and uh, we found out just how much we miss her when uh, when we <laughs> when we're trying to do a show without her. We just can't do a show without her. So that's yeah, let's just well, put it that way. Listen, she has to put up with us, so that in and of itself is well. That would put you in the hospital most times, anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, the three-headed monster I've been digging into is uh, is this. It's the portal again, and I'm just looking at it again for the latest update. Um, it's the, the, the comments from the article that Brad Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald referenced about um, possibly trying to get uh, some different sites, um, some college sites for the uh, – the NCAA tournament. Right. We're um, going to get into that. We'll get into that. And then the third and final thing we're going to do tonight is, and you've been chomping at the bit on this one. This is Paul Hornstein's realignment. So we'll save a lot of time at towards the end to let Paul dig into that. But, well, okay. No, see, but you can't. All right. We can talk about the portal first. That's fine. Oh, we have to. We have to. This is just ridiculous. I mean, I, not only are there a bazillion names in here, but when I look at the teams we cover, um, let me just start with the easy ones first, and we'll work up to the harder ones. Um, Denver's um, Denver uh, Jack, yeah. Jack Jack Works uh, right. is uh, officially going to uh, Michigan Tech. Right. So we know that. Um, uh, I don't see anybody um, coming into Denver. I don't see anybody no. coming into Colorado College. Uh, uh, no, we see a few people leaving. I don't see anything coming to Air Force. Wow! Oh, right now I'm talking about about guys coming in. Um, yeah, they, but that's not happening because they can't take those guys. Yeah, I know. That's why I was just throwing it out there to cover all the bases. Okay. okay so cool. so now we look at uh, at the independents, and the first one that jumps out at you if you look at this page. Um, is Alaska Anchorage and what they're doing. We just had Coach Shazby on uh, last week. Right. He, to he told us a few things, but he never let on, I don't think, that he was going to have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, if I've counted right, ten players uh, coming out of the portal. Some we knew about already, some are new. I think the, the, the one that really gets me and um, this could be a big thing for them. As junior goaltender Joey Lamaru from uh, St. Cloud State is now going to be the goaltender for the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves. Well, you got to have goaltending, right? I Boy, mean, do you ever? Uh, Peter Tomey went from uh, where the heck did he? He went from North Dakota, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to go play last year for Coach Blasey. Rico Blasey over there at St. Thomas. Correct. He kept them in a bunch of games. Didn't win a lot, but he kept them in a lot of games for a while. Um, and that's, you know, when you're starting up again, that's what you're looking for, right? I mean, uh, a goalie to keep in the game, a goalie that knows he is going to face a lot of vulcanized rubber. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so good for Alaska Anchorage and, and Coach uh, Shazby. Is there anybody that jumps out on besides possibly 
uh, Ben Almquist, the junior transfer from Minnesota Duluth. But anybody else that you see on their list, Paul, that, that jumps out at you besides, well, Carson Kosabud, but um, between him and Dorian Dawson and uh, Matt Kanash and Jared White, their uh, one, two, three, four did not plays last year. So um, well, I'm sure they're looking for that opportunity. Well, same thing with, uh, you know, they Connor Merritt out of Northern Michigan. Uh, played in a few games last year. Um, but I'm sure, I actually played most of the season, just didn't score much. Um, you know, you got to have those, you got to have guys to, to fill four lines. So, um, you know, he was a regular for them. And so I'm sure he'll get a chance to be a regular up in Anchorage, right? Um, they've got uh, a grad transfer from Sacred Heart in uh, Adam Tisdale. Uh, you know, once again, you need some leadership, right? You got to have some some experienced guys in the room since you haven't played. And this will, you know, it'll be three years by the time they get back on the ice. Right? Um, yeah, and you're basically starting from scratch. I mean, new yeah, head coach, are, so. new coaching staff, new everything. So, right. yeah, that I think he's got a nice blend is the way I'd put it. You know, um, uh, you know, if he, if, if, you know, it would have been nice for the Hill could have had him on tonight instead of last week. <laughs> that we just means we're going to get him on again. <laughs> oh, well, we could have done that too. Um, I'm sure he would have been more than happy. To no, we, we will that. get him on again. We'll just, uh, go, we'll give him some time to settle in with his roster yeah, yeah. Well, and his coaching yeah. staff, and then we'll bring him back again and we'll get some more updates. But yeah, yeah that's, cer- that's certainly happening. Um, uh, Alaska Fairbanks only has two so far. Um, but they're good ones. Uh, TJ Lloyd, a junior from Bowling Green and defenseman and goaltender, Matt Radomski, uh, the junior from Holy Cross who, uh, pretty, pretty solid. It's been pretty, it's been solid. Um, once again, they're losing, uh, uh, Gustav Gringles. So that's going to, you know, he was their best player last year, um, to, to UMass Lowell. Um, so they definitely have to replace that, um, and you know they're they didn't, they're not losing a lot of players that played regularly for them. Um, you know they're they're losing one of their best defensemen in Anthony Burton, but he is not signed anywhere yet. Um, a lot of the players that are in the portal that are on the upper echelon of the guys in the portal haven't signed yet because they don't have a lot of time left. And I think people are starting to realize you have to be very picky with your one and dones. Yep, exactly. And, you know, one of the things that uh, in, in the feature that just came out uh, Saturday that I did with uh, Cameron Wright, who uh, I still think is the best example of the proper use of the portal for not only him, but Denver, he said the same thing. I said, what would you give uh, advice to anybody? And he said, you know, I tell them to be patient and, and to wait and, and see what the opportunity is best for you. Um, so so maybe that's what it is. Maybe everybody's taking Cameron Wright's advice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let me let me jump into um, – well, hold on a minute. The sky is falling here in Denver. The sky is falling. The Avalanche have just lost 4-1 to one to the Winnipeg Jets. So that's a four-game road trip – or a three-game road trip. They lost all three games. They also lost the game before 
They went on the road trip um, to the Washington Capitals. It's a four-game losing streak. The sky is definitely falling. There will be no sunshine tomorrow in Colorado. Are you on mute? <laughs> Certainly you have a comment if you weren't. Well, I can hear myself, but I just can't hear Paul. I don't know what the, the story is, but are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying you're to make just sure unmute I don't or what? anything silly. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure I don't say anything silly. <laughs> anyway, um, the sky just fell in Denver. Yeah, I, yeah who cares? Every team has, has a losing streak during the year. Every team. <laughs> Oh no, it's done. It's done now. There's no way that that's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, talk radio here is going to be talk. Talk radio here is going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a blast tomorrow. Time. They have to fill time. There's no Broncos to talk about. The draft is not until Thursday night. And they don't, don't have a pick in the first round. round pick, so. <laughs> they already got um, there. He got a twenty-five million dollar mansion just up the street. Yeah, well. <laughs> You know, okay, let's, let's, again, it's good to be the let's finish off with Arizona State and Lindenwood. Arizona State has got their four. I don't know if they're getting any more. Um, Lucas Sillinger, the sophomore from Bemidji State. Uh, the Jackson brothers, Ty and Dylan, sophomores from Northeastern. And the goaltender, TJ Semptimfelter right. nice. uh, from, nice. from Northeastern. Cool. That, I have to get it right. His dad is listening good. and following Mal, by the way. So uh, welcome, perfect, Mr. Semptimfelter. Well, so your thoughts on Arizona State. We've talked about this before, but your thoughts on those four coming in. Uh, to me, Paul, I think they're all difference makers. Well, listen, I, I think that, uh, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we had Nick on, uh, or was that Monday? I don't remember. I, they're all these that was Monday. That was Monday. Um, you know, to me, and this is not to knock the other guys, the Northeastern trio. But the guy I'm excited about is Lucas Sillinger. Um, he's an all-situations guy. He he is a 200-foot guy. And he's a guy that's going to take your defensive zone face-offs. They have not had that in a long time. Yeah, he's going to be they, a great fit. They have, they have not had that since Anthony Croston and Dylan Holman. Um, not that they haven't tried to bring in guys to fit those roles. Just you never know until the guy gets there whether or not he's going to do it. And, you know, uh, that's that's the way I'm looking at him. Um, I actually uh, spoke, you know, to, to 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 various people, and and I think they agree with me about Sillinger. That's the guy. Oh, without a doubt, he is a big time player, and he's only a so, sophomore. So, so look at two years out of him. Um, same thing with the Northeastern guys. Uh, Correct. The, the their goaltender is a sophomore. Um, no, he was actually a freshman this year, so he's got three years left. Um, and the Jackson brothers, you know, the difference in, um, in offensive numbers, but, you know, uh, I don't know if, if, 
if uh, there was any injuries involved because Dylan only played eight games, whether it was a roster situation. Because it's not like Northeastern was a bad team. They were a top 15, 20 team. So, um, and Ty Jackson averaged a little less than a point a game. So, we'll see. Um, so, it'll be a very, very interesting crease. It'll be a very interesting um, to see how the lines play out. And we have to look at the recruits. You know, they're, they're half, that, half that roster is going to be new. Well, it has to be when you lose, what, 10 players? <laughs> Something like that, maybe even more. Okay, so... so so let's jump into uh, to Lindenwood. They picked up four. It's interesting here. Um, Rick uh, uh, went out. Zombo went out and got uh, two junior forwards and uh, two senior goaltenders. So um, my guess is he thinks he needed some goaltending that's NCAA quality. He got Matt Ladd sure. from Canisius. He got Ronnie Salman Kangas from Ferris State. And uh, the two forwards, Adam sure. Conquest and Hunter Jonas, um, both uh, both players that will bring in some experience to a brand-new program. Well, that's it. Once again, you know, he, he got some, you know, he, I'm sure that we have not really seen a recruit list um, from them publicly. Um, there were a few kids who talked about it last year. But in general, we have not seen, you know, who they may have signed, who they may not have signed. We haven't seen a schedule yet. Um, but we know that will probably be a mixed schedule. Um, and so we're, we're sitting here and we just kind of have to wait for some of these things because, uh, you know, as we know, Lindenwood got a little bit of a late start, probably later than, than Zombo would have liked. But better late than never, right? Yeah, that is a fact. So um, to wrap this segment up, uh, anybody that you see that's uncommitted yet that you're going like, wow, how is he still there? Because there's uh, a couple for me. There are a couple of guys. Um, and like I said, I don't really like to include goalies in this because there's only one net. Okay. Um, and we'll, we're going to, we're going to go from, from there. I mean, um, there was a late entry into the portal. I guess it was either late last week or early, uh, this week, uh, uh Robert Mastrosimone from BU, uh, second round pick of the Red Wings. Um, and the fact that he's from Long Island has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Let me give you two that that will. From my house, either by the way. Uh, these are two that um, are jumping out at me, though, Paul. The Kriegers, Cole and Christian from Michigan State. Yeah. Um, one a Florida pick, one an Islander pick. Yes, Christian Krieger, an Islander pick, and and then the other one is uh, Hunter Lelig, senior from uh, Minnesota Duluth. I'm surprised at that. I'm also surprised that Reed Irwin. The sophomore defenseman from Denver is still out there. Um, those are just names that, that run across. I guess Matt Denman, uh, the senior from Minnesota, would be one. Um, and then there's Hunter Payne uh, from Air Force that's in the portal, uh, which is strange, but okay. 
Uh, he was not the guy I thought that might be uh, in the portal from Air Force. But anyway, um, so those who are the are the ones that jump out at me. Um, so that being said, keep your eyes on the portal, folks. It's going to still keep rolling here for a little while. Once again, this is this is where I, I say you'll you'll see some some players that uh, that might have to be a while because they are seniors. Okay. Um, another one of those players from the other maroon and gold team, and Jack Perbix, is still out there. Um, the guy that uh, Nick mentioned last week, Austin. Uh, Ashton Calder uh, from North Dakota. Uh, he's a senior, so he might have to wait a while. But uh, I know that Nick said he was very shocked that he was still out there. Um, the other guys that, that kind of stand out to me just because uh, of the, the the place where they're coming from is, is there's a couple of Quinnipiac players that are still out there. Uh, Ty Similac had 23 points in 41 games. He's only a sophomore um, from Denver, by the way. So you might want to keep your eye out on him. And uh, Dylan St. Cyr back in the portal. Uh, looking to go to his third team as a grad transfer. He started at Notre Dame. Went to Quinnipiac last year. And just got beat out by uh, Yanni Peretz. Um, a lot of people got was, would get beat out by Yanni Peretz. <laughs> Peretz. You know, it's not that Saint Cyr was bad. He had a nine thirty five save percentage last year. He just, you know, once again, here we go. Goalie, right? Wants to play. There's only one net. It's not like there's six defensemen or twelve forwards or that any extra skater. There's only one goalie. Only one goalie can play. Okay, I'm going to end it with uh, end this part of it with uh, three names, and then we'll jump in and take a quick break, and we'll come back and, and okay. dig into this. Uh, not the realignment yet. We're saving that for last. Uh, we're going to do the. Uh, no, it's connected. You have to. No, we'll we'll do it in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, Phil Nyes uh, from Bentley. Um, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't gone anywhere. And then the two Arizona State kids, uh, Jordan Sandu and. Um, um, who am I missing? The other Arizona State Michael game. Mancinelli. Michael Mancinelli. Yes, I'm surprised that they haven't latched on with somebody yet. Um, well, once again, Sandu's only got one year left, so he would be a one and done. So. Yeah, but but that doesn't generally stop people if they're good. They no, generally but, give a spot. But, but but like I said, people I think are starting to save those guys for last in terms of who they try to bring in. I could be wrong. I have not spoken to any players. And, you know, when we spoke to Coach Shazby last week, he's in a different situation. What did you do on your vacation if you didn't speak to players? Um, <laughs> I leave that to you. I, I don't speak to players because it feels, uh, I don't know, maybe when I retire it'll feel less weird. But Speaking of that, I had a great conversation with uh, Jordan Gross, the Maple Grove, Minnesota product that played at Notre Dame. Yeah, you only talk to Minnesota guys anyway, so. <laughs> That's all there are. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but okay. Uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about this uh, trying to build some attendance 
in the NCAA tournament regionals all the way to the uh, Frozen Four. We'll be back in a couple minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. ITHSW Podcasts. We are the quad pod of hockey podcasts. Join us Sunday through Wednesday nights live at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain Time as we cover the world of college hockey from ACHA to the Frozen Four. Coaches, players, insiders, no one covers all of the angles of college hockey like we do. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, for the best coverage of college hockey. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, beautiful Centennial, Colorado. I'm lying. It's cloudy, overcast, cold, windy, all the things you do not like in the spring, but it's here. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful, gorgeous Long Island, New York, where he's probably out uh, getting a little tan today and enjoying the sunshine, which is abundant on the island i'm told yeah right okay <laughs> no not so much <laughs> no a couple hours a day and then it hides again and it feels like going into late fall early winter again <laughs> okay so um we got into the first segment as i call right. it the opportunity to talk to portal which we're going to be doing all summer until this thing finally quiets down if it ever does um uh, until everybody finally has their team, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, two two quick things before we jump into the uh, the the next topic. Uh, David Carl brought the uh, the national championship trophy today to the uh, Nuggets game. <laughs> uh, DC in his Nuggets jersey. That was classic. Uh, but congratulations to him for getting out there and doing that. And um, of course, uh, the AHL show that we're working on will be up. Uh, uh, very, very soon, within the next couple of weeks, as we preview the, the playoffs for AHL hockey, which will begin in two weeks, uh, a little over a week, I should say. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you start this out because this, uh, this came from Brad Schlossman, um, and he, he hit the same kind of topics that you love to talk about. Right. So, so talk about these regional tournaments, what Brad said, and what Paul Hornstein would like to say. Well, if I remember correctly, Brad was talking about uh, doing it almost baseball-like, like they do with, with the NCAA baseball tournament. 
um, where they do groups of four and then have like a super regional to advance to the College World Series. Now, I've been talking about this with you for about a month and a half, so I didn't get this from anybody else. But I have a different viewpoint on what to do with this because they want to do these in, in home rinks. Well, I have a better idea, at least in my opinion it's a better idea. And if I didn't think it was a better idea, then I probably would chuck it. But I kind of do. And it kind of has to be in conjunction with the next topic, which is why I, I think they have to be lumped together. Okay. Um, but this is what college hockey needs to do. Because I agree, you've got to have people at these regionals. Okay. Um, and this kind of will... We're, we're going at this with the approach that uh, we have the power to change this. We don't, but we're going to say <laughs> But we'd like to. <laughs> right. And here's what they need to do. Okay. First of all, there are approximately 64 teams in NCAA Division One college hockey. And what they need to do is figure out a way to get to eight conferences. And if they're not going to expand the tournament, that actually fits into what we need to what they need to do to increase the attendance at these regionals. And that is, you'd have eight conferences, so they have eight auto bids. And the first round of the NCAA tournament would be best two out of three at the home ice of the conference winners, the winners of the auto bids. Which not only gives everybody a chance to host a first-round matchup, it emphasizes even more the need to win your conference. I'm listening. Okay. So now, now it doesn't, and, and, so, and, and, and you take the pairwise out of this point. You win your conference, you host a first-round matchup. Best two out of three. So, now, you have it set up like the baseball tournament, where you almost have it bracketed. If the home team loses a series... Then you worry about where to go from there. But then the next round, which would be eight teams, once again, 
you can either do one game, although I don't think you would, because now you're also talking about content, right? TV networks, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. They want content. Yes, they do. So now you have the second round being another best two out of three. Well, they want content, content unless it uh, interferes with a uh, pregame for a baseball game. Well, true. But then they'll just jump you like like yesterday's uh, water. Right, but we're we're gonna we're gonna say for argument's sake that that was a fluke because <laughs> okay. of the fact that there was a lockout. And okay, we'll go with that. Right, we're we're, we're trying to take a positive look here. So if you win, now listen. Does this mean that the odds are that there's going to be a little bit of repetitiveness in the top four seeds every year? Probably. But you don't know. So in the second round, the top four. You know, the, the top four remaining conference winners. Now, maybe it doesn't happen where you have four home teams win the first round. And you have to switch it up. But wherever and whenever possible, if you were a conference winner, the top four conference winners, as determined by the pairwise, because you have to have a seeding system, will host the second round. And then that is a two out of three. So, and then, of course, the winners of that second round would go to the Frozen Four. So you'd basically spread this out just one more week over what we currently have. Well, maybe. Or would you just take away the off week, so to speak? Well, you're never going to take away the off week because they're not going to want to go up against the final four for basketball. So you either adjust the schedule or you just add another week to the season. What the heck is the difference at that point? You're only talking about an extra week for the Frozen Four. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm just saying that's what you would do, something yes. like that. Yes, okay. and you would start this the year after the Vegas Frozen Four because obviously you can't change those dates now. Right, and you'd also have to uh, you have to realign, as we were talking about, because with new teams coming in, and I mean, you just can't have eight independents running around out there. Well, it's no. just not going to be good for college hockey. No, and 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 we'll we can we'll, we're obviously going to get to the quote unquote realignment, but I mean, that's what I think you would that would definitely take care of your attendance problems. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. My my one question on that is, is does North Dakota get this opportunity again or not? What do you mean? Would they get the opportunity to host? Because currently they can't host an NCAA game. Well, I mean, I don't know. They changed their logo and all this other nonsense. So Not in the building. Understand. Not in the building. Whatever. Then play it in Fargo. I don't care. But there you go. That's, that's my... That's my in caveat Fargo. in here. That, in yeah, but that's not home ice. Yes, it is. Ho- home ice? No. As a par- okay, Stop hold it. on a minute. As Stop compared it. to the Ralph Engelstead Arena, where it's twice as many people? No, that's not home ice. 
Well, that's uh, not home ice. Just ask them. Ask them if it was home ice when Duluth beat them in five overtimes. It was home ice. Stop. No, it's not home ice. It's not the home ice well, of Ralph Engelfed Arena. So that's the first that. thing you'd have to you'd have to get over is you'd have to get the NCAA to to, to loosen NCAA this crap. Has other problems. I know, but they'd have to loosen this crap about uh, having a, an Indian head logo in your building. Um, they, even they though your team, even though your team has changed their name Teams and changed their name. logo on the jersey, it's ridiculous that you can't play in that building. Well, it's the best building listen, in college hockey, and it's bar listen, none. Listen, here's what I would say. Now you would know the history of this better than I do. Uh, what is the the stance of the Sioux Indian tribe? Well, the Sioux Indian tribe. He, he, who are you asking, Paul? Are you asking the whole tribe, or are you asking the three leaders? I I don't I don't ask the I, whole tribe. They're they're gonna say they want the they 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 never wanted this, uh, but uh, but ask the leadership who who made the change because they weren't getting enough cash in the in the coffers. Now they're not getting well, any. So that was a smart move. Well, listen, I I'm just I'm you you, you want to play anyway, that? Listen, that's, the, that, my my the own choices. yeah. I'm just, and and I like the system all the way through. I'm just saying that North Dakota would have a fit if everybody else got to play on home ice and they didn't. Well, listen, like I said, the NCAA's got other problems. They should worry about. Well, we know that, but that's not going to, that's, you know, that that's probably what's going to hold up this whole theory that you got, we which got is a great one. To work on it. It's a great one. Yeah. You could do it in 10 minutes if you wanted to. The problem is who's going to want to. Well, you can't that's the problem. Before, and you can't do it before Vegas anyway. I understand that, but somebody still has to take charge and do it. And that's what's lacking in co- in college hockey. Just ask, ask the czar, ask Frank Saratori. There's no leadership. There's no consistency. There's no togetherness. Everybody's going their own direction. Well, one going this that. way, one going and that way. So the first thing you have to do is you've got to rein in the whole group yeah, and I get understand. one group to do that. And if that's I'm... not going to be the NCAA, then you've got to find a group of people, a small group of people that can put this whole thing together. Well, Listen, I am going to – they were in Florida for the coaches' conference. And I will say this. Uh, Scott Sandlin okay, um, understands the problem. And his quote is basically this. If we want to add teams and help those teams out, you give people extra games and make the schedule bigger so they can play non-conference games. Yeah, absolutely. And and okay, um, teams need to find a home. And this is once again, it's a quote. Collectively, as a college body, we need to make that happen. How it happens, I don't know, but we can't leave those teams hanging. Eventually, we have to start thinking of everybody as a whole. So that kind of thinking is kind of coming back a little bit. I still, and I agree with you 100%, and of course I'm going to agree with Scott Sandlin, um, but um, I still think what needs to happen is you got to find somebody, some small group of people that A, are interested in it, because clearly for the last 15 years, people have not been interested in taking on that role. They don't want to be the ones to be the the guys coming together and bringing it together. They They just, they want to continue to do their own thing. Right. And, and that's not good that. for we, the game. It's not. It's we've not good for this, the game. We've been saying this now 
for a couple of years. And it's not strictly an ASU-related thing because we know that ASU will be okay in the long run. It has to do with the smaller schools that don't have the – that are not the quote-unquote Power 5 schools. Or that don't have an NHL team supporting them. Well, it's an ASU (laughs) building. As far as I know – Sorry, I had to open that one up. I'm sorry. Listen, as far as I know – there's, there's nobody going in there because uh, have you seen a vote? Because I haven't seen any votes. Uh, I saw a vote that wasn't postponed or delayed again. Anyway, so. that's that's a whole other topic. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. That that's a great plan. We just need to figure out how we get everybody together because we had everybody together for the most part in Florida. We have it every year at the coaches' convention, but yet nothing seems to come out of it. People like Sandlin make a, make a point a great point. And then, and then it just fall, dies on the vine, I guess, because nobody wants to step up and take that because it, it's not an easy thing. Somebody's got to, you got to get a group of people that are respected by all the teams or most of the teams, the majority of the teams right. that can, that can come out there and say, we've got a game plan. We will do the work coaches. You don't have to do the work. We'll do the work. You just have to sign off on, on what we have. And once you accomplish that, then well, yeah, the uh, then change will begin. But I guess you got to get the coaches first. Exactly. So somehow, some way, you got to bring them into small groups. Maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you have to bring in like eight small groups and then bring the eight leaders out of those small groups. Huh. I just said eight small groups, which really equates to eight conferences, doesn't it? It does. Now... <laughs> You could also do it this way, because once again, it's about content. As we're as they are adding teams, and I still think you'd have to add another four or five more teams before you up the amount of teams in the NCAA tournament. I think you have to get to seventy or seventy-two teams before you can go from sixteen to twenty, so to speak. But I guess that's another story for another day. Well, that's a decade, at least. Well, From what I I'm know of saying. college hockey, it's a decade. I'm just saying. That's I'll be a real old man by then. I'm a real old man right yeah, now. now. Yeah. So. Anyway, that that's a great thought. So, okay, so let's talk about realignment. Okay. I'm not even going to take a break right now. We're going to talk about yeah, realignment, and we'll we'll get some of the uh, partners in that are left in the in the very end. Well, why but, don't you just uh, do that now? Um, yeah, okay. We'll do it right now. Okay. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. 
Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your Summer Skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. ITHSW Podcasts. We are the quad pod of hockey podcasts. Join us Sunday through Wednesday nights live at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain Time as we cover the world of college hockey from ACHA to the Frozen Four. Coaches, players, insiders, no one covers all of the angles of college hockey like we do. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, for the best coverage of college hockey. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skates Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. All right, indeed, we are coming to you from the Summer Skates Studios. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, we've covered two of the three big topics. We've got one more to go. We kind of leaned into it a little bit and, uh, and, and discussed it, but... You've got some plans on uh, a great way to realign college hockey, not only once, but maybe twice. Well, first of all, um, there's, there's, there are a couple of things that we can do here. First of all, we can do this with the minimalist approach and try to diffuse the part of some of the issues that drove wedges into conferences in the first place. Um, secondly, we have to understand that the Big Ten is the Big Ten, and they cannot be messed with. Okay, because the other schools are in hockey-only conferences. And the Big Ten, by their conference regulations, if there are X teams, and it's the same for, for all of the other schools, if some other schools were to, to jump into D1 hockey and there were four or five of their full conference, you know, of their all-sports conferences teams in that league, they would have to split off and form another conference. So we have to take those things into consideration first. Okay. The other thing yeah. we're going to do. Sounds here, good. 
Okay. The other thing we're going to do here, and some of this has been speculated on already, is we're including everybody. Okay. The, the WCHA became the CCHA because they didn't want to have three trips to, to the two Alaska schools in Huntsville. Well, to do this, we kind of have to take care of everybody. Okay. And we can do this just with the teams we know already exist in a minimalist approach, or we can blow it all up. So those we have two options. So what would there. Paul Hornstein like to do if he had a, if he had a choice in this? Well, it's obviously easier to go with the minimalist approach. Okay? Where the leagues that exist as they exist now. Okay? Um the quote unquote well I mean it's basically I mean, this is not to knock Atlantic hockey, but the other five conferences basically are set. Okay. Um, you could theoretically do some of this with the ECAC involved as well. Okay. But we know that Stonehill is coming in, and they're in going to be in the, the Northeast Conference which Sacred Heart, LIU, and I believe Mercyhurst is already a part of. So fitting them into part of the expanded Atlantic Hockey Conference, not that hard to do. And what you would end up doing in order to create conference number seven is splitting that, those, that group of teams into two conferences, thus giving those teams which have never had the second team get into the NCAA tournament, now that group of what would be 14 teams in the end, considering LIU and Stonehill, which we know, which we know only the fact that they're going D1 this year and will probably not play more than double-digit games D1 level. And it is almost a foregone conclusion that what was once known as Utica College, now Unica University, uh, has they will be at the NCAA convention in February petitioning to move up from Division Three to Division Two. But they're which makes their hockey is. program Division One. Correct, men's and women's. Okay, now the women's team would be a natural fit because with uh, what is. The, the women's conference is College Hockey America with Syracuse and, and some of those other squads. Okay. So we're just dealing with the men's team at the moment. Okay. And everybody talks about splitting Atlantic hockey east-west. Well, I say do it north-south. Yeah, I like the north-south much better. Okay. Um, so you would have two conferences, and for – we will bring back the name College Hockey America. 
for the men's conferences. And you would have that conference be um, AIC, Holy Cross, Bentley, Niagara, Canisius, RIT, and Utica. The other side would be the returning Robert Morris, Mercyhurst, Sacred Heart, Air Force, LIU, Army, and Stonehill. Now that's not really forcing teams to leave their conferences. Did I miss Huntsville on that one, or you don't have Huntsville is not in that one. Okay. Okay. Um, like I said, we're not forcing anybody to leave their league. Uh, but we are taking care of everybody. Theoretically, you could take, say, a Utica or a Stonehill and add them to the ECAC and split them. But the ECAC doesn't have problems getting that second and third team into the NCAA tournament every year. This splits those, those schools up that are part of Atlantic Hockey and gives them a second bid, so to speak. Yeah, and that, that's essential because uh, that, that conference is going to struggle to keep things together if they don't get more teams in the tournament. Okay, so then obviously... Okay. Then what's next? Okay, once again, so, you, you, you're, so you're keeping intact the Big Ten. You're keeping intact the NCHC, the CCHA, the ECAC, and Hockey East, which has 11 teams in it too, and theoretically, you could move a team or two around and split that division, but that's not happening because they make too much money. Fact. Yep. Okay. So, so you're splitting Atlantic hockey, which I think is great. I think if you if they listened and went north south, that would be fantastic. So that gives us seven. <clears throat> so where does the eighth come from, Paul? Well, there's then now you have to look at the west. Okay, and 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 and, and I hate to put it this way. Um, because I don't necessarily see that, you know, to, to me this is just your your basic, your teams that are independent kind of forming their own league, but not having to go all the way east. So you get the two Alaskas, ASU, Lindenwood, Augustana, which you say is easy to get to, and Huntsville. Yeah, Huntsville becomes the outlier. They they become the hardest one to get to. Right. They were a much better fit if they were to go to Atlantic or, or well, even Hockey they, East because they'd be uh, better with a CCHA or uh, they're but they're more east east coastish. Well, they're uh, Central Time Zone, uh, but barely, just okay, barely. But, but either way, if you but the travel way. from Huntsville is what everybody complains about getting in and out of Huntsville. Yes, but the fact of the matter is now you're only really. We, we know it's much easier for the Alaska schools to get to St. Louis and to Phoenix. And you're telling me... And it's the Sioux Falls. To... Huh? And it's who falls. So, so you're really having one team or one situation uh, one week a year to get to a place that's a little bit difficult to get. But we keep them in the loop. Yeah, I mean, I, I like your idea, and I think that's a great idea. I think uh, that's the one outlier that will always be a problem for people. Uh, it well, obviously was in the WCHA, yeah, and the, it'll always be a problem. But, but the WCHA was also 
had the two Alaska schools in it too. Yeah, yeah, good point. So this way, you're, those te- it's only one trip a year, one, as opposed to three. And if you're that 16 league, you can f- try to work it out where when you make the one trip to Alaska, you play both of those schools back-to-back. Yeah, I think everybody wants to do that. You know, go well, up there and play on a on a Saturday or Friday, Saturday, and then maybe play on a Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, and get out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't think, like I said, if you can do that, you, you know, you'd have to sit there and look at it, but you could do that. Yeah, I like the idea. And then the the West would have room for expansion should a UNLV or an Oregon or somebody come into play. There would be uh, there would be room for expansion um, quite easily because they would be at a minimum six teams and they could easily jump to eight or ten. Correct. Or even twelve if it ever came that far. So and there wouldn't be there wouldn't be much required of that because we know majority of the teams that that are going to come in or that are talking about coming in are going to be in the West. Right. So, you know, that gives you room to really, before it starts to get too crazy, to add four teams to go up to 10. Because that would be the, you know, just based on conversation, though that would seem to be the reasonable number. Yep. That, that all makes sense. You just have one problem, and it's been the problem for 25, 30 years. Well, but once again, the problem is that that team was in the same conference as one of the Alaska no, teams or both. No, no, that you, you solved that problem. That's, that's fine being then in the West with the independents because all the independents want to do is get an opportunity to go to the tournament without having to win 25 games. Right. Um, so, so the only thing that I see on this whole thing is you still got to have somebody uh, or a small group of people that want to spearhead no, no, no. Uh, we understand, changes we understand into that. college hockey. We understand that. We're 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 just playing this game as if we have the power to do this. Well, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I I think it should it, somebody should take it and run with it. The problem agree, with it is but... we don't have that person or that group, and that's been the problem forever. So no matter how many times you talk about it, until you got some group or some person that wants to spearhead it and run with it and has the support of the the teams involved or a majority of the teams and it shouldn't be so difficult with 63 or whatever teams we got now um but but for some reason it it's always been that way and i just don't get it i don't know where the change comes now i agree with that but you know um, i i think that at some point someone is going to have to do this because um, otherwise, you're going to lose. You're going to go back to losing teams, and we don't want to do that. Nope, exactly, and, exactly. You know, we've heard the czar Frank Saratori say this, and now we're seeing Scott Sandlin say it. So that that mindset is out there. Um, if it can be corralled, that is the fact, and yeah. there's a lot of people that continue to say it, and will continue to say it. It's just that they got to start putting their words, um, uh, how, how do I say this? Put their money where their mouth is. How about that? Go out and find somebody that's willing to take that on and get it done. So anyway, great stuff. Well done. That's uh, Wait, Well, do you, do you want to hear the blown up version? Uh, if you got time. We got, uh, we're 8.30 at the moment. So uh, yeah, I, I get it. Once go again, quickly. 
this we this is this is trying to go as geographic as possible okay and obviously once again the big 10 has to stay the big 10 well here's the thing it, 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 as soon as you say that then the NCHC is going to step up and go, well, if the Big Ten has to say the same, so do we. No, no, I because understand they're, that. No, they're, no, not, no, they're not going to go for a blow-up. I, I understand that. But this is just – but we already went to the minimalist approach. Once again, you know, with the NCHC, they have four teams in that conference that are in one all-sports conference too. And if one or – and if a couple of teams from that league jump – then the NCHC's got a bigger problem anyway. Either way, this is, like I said, this is just blowing it up. All right, blow it up quickly. All right, so you have, and I just have these broken down into eight leagues. All right, so you basically have um, a team of, you basically have, and this is really mixing it up, and I tried to go by geography, right? One league, Brown, Providence, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Clarkson, St. Lawrence, and Utica. All right, they're all in the same geographic area. Um, they're not that Conference number one, we'll call that. Go ahead. Right. Then you got Canisius, RIT, Cornell, Niagara, Mercyhurst, Robert Morris, Bowling Green, and Miami. Conference number two makes sense. Um, conference number three, LIU, Colgate, Army, Union, RPI, Sacred Heart, Quinnipiac, Yale, UConn, and Princeton. Oh, I like the first three so far. And just that way I wrote it down on paper. Then you have your Big Ten Conference. That's That's four. four. Five, AIC, Bentley, Holy Cross, Harvard, Northeastern, Lowell, UMass, BUBC, Merrimack, and Stonehill. Like that. Okay. And here's where you're going to have your issues, but it is what it is. And like I said, it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, conference number six, Mankato, St. Cloud, Bemidji, Duluth, St. Thomas, the not Sioux, Augustana, and Omaha. Okay. I like that one. All right. And once again, this is trying to keep as much, you know, like I said, trying to keep it as geographic as we possibly can. All right, conference number seven, Tech, Northern, Ferris, Lake Superior, Western, Bowling Green, Miami, Lindenwood, and Huntsville. Okay. I thought I heard Bowling Green earlier, but that's right. Go ahead. Uh, you did not. You did not. Uh, because you noticed that the one before is mostly Minnesota teams. The ne- this one that we just did is mostly Michigan teams. Okay. And then your last league. Okay. ASU, Air Force, CC, Denver, Anchorage, and Fairbanks. And once again, that leaves you all the Western space with, say, Simon Frazier, UNLV, Oregon, San Diego State, whenever, whatever. But that gives you eight leagues. Yep, that's a blow it up, all right. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. But... No, 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 I understand that. I'm not saying it would happen. <laughs> but, 
you know, I've been given the power to do it all in one day. I love it. I love they it. have no choice. I love it. And here comes the hate mail. One after another. What, what are doing? you doing? Putting Denver here? You're going to make them do that for the national champion, the nine-time national champions? What? Okay. All right. First of all, first of all, <laughs> once again, none of this takes place until after the Vegas Frozen Four. <laughs> so what do you mean? Denver will have three or four more championships by then? Maybe. I <laughs> ah, love it. Love it. Love it. Just, love it. Um, listen, it's just – like I said, there was two ways to do it. One was the minimalist approach, which is obviously the more reasonable one. But that's boring. <laughs> and not chaotic. And not, or not chaotic. as chaotic. Not chaotic at all, because you're leaving everything as much intact as you possibly can. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. I think so, somebody should take it and run with it. Let's find that person. Or that half dozen. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. All right. You know me. I like the chaos. Blow it all up. I know. I know. That's why I said one would be really chaotic, the other one not so chaotic. So, <laughs> there we go. Speaking of chaotic, uh, Robert Len- Robin Leonard is on the bench tonight, but not starting. Uh, came okay. out for warm-ups. And uh, right now, uh, your Golden Knights, your your landlord's team is uh, pummeling um, – the Sharks with shots on goal, but are tied one-one, and they just barely tied it up a minute ago. So it's um, early. They got to win four. They got to win all four if they want any shot whatsoever. Yeah, well, and it's not going to be easy. They got the Blues. They got Dallas. Oh, ouch! It's going to be difficult. One game at a time. Yep, exactly. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how to your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West live presented by behind the mask and all of the ice time hockey sw.com podcasts are live on the podbean app and are available for download at the itunes store google play store podbean spotify stitcher the iHeartRadio app and on the TuneIn app ask alexa to turn on your ithsw podcasts behind the masks college hockey west live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the ice time hockey sw.com network 
Very well done, my friend. We will say uh, a great good night to everybody out there. I will tell you that tomorrow morning I'll be picking the sky up here in Denver as uh, the Avalanche have now lost four in a row headed towards uh, the playoffs. And um, the Golden Knights, we'll see what they can do. Currently 1-1 against uh, the Sharks. The uh, AHL playoffs will begin uh, May 2nd or 3rd. And uh, those uh, still have some things to be decided. We know who's in. We just don't know who's playing who and where they're playing at. So that will be coming up as well. Tuesday night, we have the uh, head coach of the Alaska Fairbanks, Nanook. Sarah Clargan is going to be joining us um, to uh, review and preview as we continue to move our way through the uh, coaches in uh, our coverage area. And uh, tomorrow night, join us for eyeballs and uh, analytics and eyeballs as we Break things down by the numbers. I think Paul did a good job by the numbers tonight, but we'll do it again tomorrow night with something a little different. So, all right, we'll say good night, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. All right, good night, good night, everybody.